What's up, guys? Welcome back to Watered Down Sports. Um, sorry it's been so long, but here we are. We're back. Uh, we're here to talk about some college football and some pro football. So it's football season. I think I read somewhere where I think for the next 25 weeks, we will have some form of football. So isn't isn't that great? Uh, we have Wilson Pierce back. Hello. Glad to be back. Co-host Wilson Pierce at this point. <laughs> and we have a special guest. He wears many hats in my life, but his name is? Hey, everybody. <laughs> my name is Charlie. Charlie Worst. <laughs> Longtime sports fan. Ready to drop some knowledge on the youngsters. <laughs> These inexperienced hosts decided to finally let some knowledge into the room. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, Charlie's a Charlie's a huge Georgia fan, which doesn't really go well with. I'm talking about how big I am, my fan base. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, Charlie's here, and he's going to drop some knowledge on the college football playoff and some college football predictions, as well as our um, NFL. So let's just kind of jump right into it. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is what are we what are we expecting out of the college football uh, season this year? What are some headlines that we may agree with or may not agree with, such as Michigan and Ohio State kind of being front runners or people picking them to, to get the easiest case to get to um, the playoff and actually win it? I want to do my quiz first. Okay. All right, do your quiz. All right. Well, I thought you, you, you threw me off, Nick, because I thought I was going to get to introduce myself and lay a little background. All right, we'll do that. Than, no, we need to get on with it. Nobody cares. I realize that. He's, he, no, but, but uh, you know, working for 4-H, which is part of the University of Georgia, it's land-grant university here in the state of Georgia, I just, wanna, just thought I might uh, test you your knowledge of the land-grant system. Can you mm-hmm. tell me, boys? Can you tell me which of the SEC schools are not land-grant universities in their states? Well, Alabama, SEC. Alabama is not the land-grant. Alabama is not the land-grant in their state. Ole Miss. That's one. Ole Miss is not the land-grant in their state. You got two of them. Oh, this is supposed to be watered down. Am I going to have to explain the whole land-grant system? I'm not going to go into that. Look at guys. Go, go to Wikipedia, y'all, and <laughs> look up land-grant university. Um, <laughs> South Carolina is not the land-grant. Clemson is in there. That's exactly right. Y'all are better at this than I thought you'd be. Florida? Are they land-grant? No, they are. Oh. See, maybe because you, fell, you fell into the old state track. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Because You're right. Mississippi and Mississippi State. Yeah. 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 No. Florida is the land grant. Florida. Now, the land grant schools many times were the first agricultural schools. And given that the Texas A&M Aggies, Aggies, so would you think they're they're the land grant? Now, Missouri. Missouri is the land grant. Missouri is the land grant. Oh, you got Vanderbilt, Tennessee, one of them. Vandy. Big time private school, Vandy. I think that's the four. Okay. I think the other 10 are. So, and when the other two join, they are, are, not, are not. Are not. Well, Aggies would take care of Texas. Right. Yeah. And the Oklahoma uh, State Cowboys. Are, are, oh, fell into the, the, see, that's why I fell into the state. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's why I would pick We did pretty good. We ain't too bad. That's, we ain't that, bad. that's a little esoteric kind of quiz to be going. Your listeners are going, what in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so. The SEC being the South Southeastern Conference, we got we didn't do too bad out of mm-hmm. out of those teams. Um, but thank you, Charlie, for the the quick quiz sure. that we did pretty well on. I like to drop knowledge wherever possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, going back to the the question of are there what what are we thinking so far about the season upcoming? Do we think Georgia can three peat? Do we think Michigan Ohio State have a better uh, or better chance? I mean, at the end of the day, I think Georgia's going to make it back pretty easily. Their schedule kind of into, like rides them straight to the SEC championship. Is what I'm thinking. What about you guys? Same thing with Michigan Ohio State. They don't their their schedule. They meet each other, and that's a, basically their and maybe Penn State. I don't know that, that they have to go through. So I think one of the exciting things is this is the last season of a fourteen playoff. Correct. Uh, so that's going to be exciting to see kind of how that plays out for this season. And uh, it's also the last season without conference realignment. Uh, so anything you know about the conferences after the season, just blow it up and start all over because it's completely confusing and I have no idea who's where and who plays what. But And we'll do a podcast on the realignment next year. You better put that podcast off until late in the game because what else is still going to happen. It's true. For sure. there, there are, you don't have enough feet for all the shoes that are going to fall. It's <laughs> so true. It's so true. And, you know, I, think, I don't think that Michigan and Ohio State both make it to the playoff. I think one of those teams makes it. Um, one of those being Michigan is in my final four. Uh, if they play anything like they played last season, they'll be in the playoff. Do I think they win it? No, but I think they at least make it. Uh, I do think you get back to two SEC teams in the playoffs this year, uh, Georgia and Alabama both. So you're saying that both will probably be undefeated. Would we'll have be, to be undefeated, we'll be undefeated going until the championship game. One of them will end up with one loss, and I still think they both sneak in. One becomes a four, probably. Yeah. Uh, and then my last one uh, was one that I'm not completely sold on still. Uh, say it. But I do think they come out of the Pac-12 as champions. He's going to say it. He's just yeah. And I, do, say and I do think USC ends up back in the playoffs. You're such a loser. I know. I know. Oh. But I, I do think that Lincoln Riley's figured out a little bit what's going on. Can anyone here. tell me where to catch this bandwagon? Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I think they make it. Uh, only because you don't put both Big Ten teams in. Otherwise, I think that Ohio State's better than USC. But Yeah. Well, so that's... That's pretty well thought out, and I agree with you in almost every way, except I think both Big Ten teams do get I in. I, yeah, I do. I, all right, your first question, Nick. Can Georgia 3P? Yeah, they certainly can. I mean, they're built that way. Correct. We talked about it on the way here. We talked about the fact that there are some teams that are recruiting at the level that they'll always be in the mix. Alabama will always be in the mix. As long as they're recruiting this way, Ohio State will always be in the mix. Georgia will always be in the mix. I could see USC getting to that place. I'm not sure. For all the good offensive players, Lincoln Riley's recruiting reminds me of Mark Rick's recruiting. Mm, Grabbed a lot of great skill players and a lot of great players. I love Coach Rick. I hate people who bag on Coach Rick, right? But – you win ball games in the trenches, and and Kirby has has it. Uh, it's a science. It is a science. He's got it figured out on every level, but he knows so much of it happens on the offensive and defensive lines, and he's taking care of business there. And 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 I and I just really feel like I don't know that until Lincoln Riley gets that mentality and quits focusing so hard on just the skill players. If they'll ever be in that in that level, um, and and who knows how going to the Big Ten is going to affect them either. Talking about moving that's forward, true, yeah, but I, I do I do believe that's that, a steep. I, I, I think I think that Ohio 
Ohio State and Alabama are in the same boat as Georgia, I think, without as good a rest of the team depth that Georgia has, all three of those teams breaking in quarterbacks. Mm. I think Georgia's in a little better place as far as the rest of the roster goes to break in a quarterback. But they're great, and and, and I I don't see a super – you know, I don't. I only know what I read. It's not like I'm a big insider calling people and stuff. But you, it seems like the late buzz, like things I've been reading within the last week, you got a lot of people who want to believe that Penn State might be capable of playing with those two teams this year. But I, I don't know that I see it. I think Michigan State has. I don't think their two their past two wins against Ohio State are fluky. I think they maybe have clearly moved ahead of Ohio State, but I don't see Ohio State losing anybody else. Um, and I and I think that and I think that um, I just think there's too many chances for for the SEC teams to beat each other up mm-hmm. more so than Ohio State and Michigan to get beat up by by other Big Ten teams. So that's why I would feel I feel more confident about both of them making it. I say Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan, and then maybe a surprise team. And I don't know how I don't know how to call a surprise a big surprise. I'm um what about Florida State, Clemson? That's still well I mean their conference is kind of similar to your Big Ten conference when you're they're not beating each other up. Clemson and Florida State they play pretty early on. So LSU could beat Florida State and then set Clemson could beat Florida State. They could already be like two and two within the first five weeks of the season, but I don't know. I've, I've just seen a lot of uh, yeah. talk back and forth about don't forget the ACC because their conference is <laughs> kind of the same in the sense that you have your Northwesterns as you have your, well, I don't know, Virginia Techs. Yeah. I mean, just people that you're not, when you get to them, you're not really too worried uh, about them. So I don't know. That could be a surprise. What if what if Sam Howell makes that much a difference at Notre Dame? I mean, what I mean, if he just keeps getting better? I mean, Notre Dame's path without having to worry about winning a conference, correct. yeah, and and that potentially being part of the maybe they could be the surprise team. Which, but, but they got they always uh, are. Yeah, like they, but they, yeah. they got to beat some good teams to get there. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that impacts going forward too, because they've technically joined the ACC during football season. During football season, but are they going to be included in their conference championship going forward? Uh, because it, when we expand to those twelve teams, that conference championship really. Comes into play, so but, yeah. but none of those ACC, none of those ACC games are going to shape the public perception of Notre Dame, no. and not maybe just perception as much as that Ohio State game will. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that'll tell us a, a lot about both of those teams. Yeah, well, I mean, and then we'll get to it in a second. But the twelve teams, I mean, that allows <laughs> sure your conference champion will make it, and then you probably can take SEC probably could take three teams, potentially four. Yeah. I mean, if you're I don't know. Like if you're looking at LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and I don't know, throw in I don't know A and M that somehow, or even maybe somebody, from, probably not anybody from the East, but or there will be no East at that point. But I don't know. Uh, well, that's another. Uh, yeah, it, it's almost too early now to even think about how the twelve team is going to go next year because there are a lot of issues there. I mean, Greg Sankey has pretty much. Oh, this is watered down. People may not know who Greg Sankey is. I got the commissioner of the SEC of the Southeastern Conference is a lawyer named Greg Sankey, (laughs) and he's lawyer esque. He's he's pretty short, but he's you know he he he's kind of pretty much said if Pac-12 thinks they're still going to have a seat at the table in the twelfth 
person playoff as the Pac four, they got another thing coming. <laughs> so that's that's all up in the air now is how yeah. exactly that's gonna end up. For sure. And you know, we talk about watering it down. So for those of you that maybe aren't college football fans or don't understand how this whole playoff system works, the way it works right now in current state, which will be changing for next season, but current state, the top four teams are decided by selection committee. And that's made up of 13 different individuals who have experience, whether that was as a student athlete, a coach, AD, yeah, athletic director, some journalist. Uh, the selection committee then ranks teams based off their on-field performance, so that eye test that we talk about a lot, how they look on the field. Strength of schedule. Right, strength of schedule, conference championships, if they won that, any head-to-head results, and the comparison of results against common opponents if it comes to that. But so, they'll deny that any of that really makes a difference. <laughs> true. That's what they're supposed to go by. Yeah. Uh, and then that committee also decides— And don't forget human bias. That's right. <laughs> the, the, that committee also decides the four playoff teams and then also ball game matchups after that. So— um, I think that's important to understand, especially when we move to that 12-team playoff, because things are going to get a little funky going forward. And I, you know, we can talk about that in a minute, but um, kind of understanding the role that select committee plays. Surprise team, some built Billy. Some, that's right. Some built Billy. Go Gators. They're, they're, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I, I'm just throwing out the sheer fact. I read something this week where the Gators are not going to be three and five. And I read somebody who predicted just this week that Napier was going to get fired this year. Oh, that's just so bad. I mean, as well, like, it's the way it's the way it's, it's the way the world works now. But I got to believe immediate results. Yeah, but but but, but, but see, I got I really got to believe. That there are some coaches who would typically be on a hotter seat at the end of this year, especially if they're trending in the right direction. As much as I hate to admit it, I think Napier is trending in the right direction in recruiting. I hate for sure. Well, look at Will Muschamp. He left it in like garbage fire. Yeah. I mean, Will Muschamp well, didn't care. Mullins or Mullen. Or, uh, or sorry, Dan Mullen. Yeah, Will Muschamp started it, and then we kind of just went down. And then Mullen just really right, took gas on. It. I mean, Mullen didn't give a duke about <laughs> recruiting, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I really believe that the twelve the the twelve team playoff on the way. May buy some hot seat coaches a little extra time because there is going to be that greater access. And if you think you really are trending in the right direction, next year is when you could catch, you, you wouldn't even have to catch as much lightning in a bottle to get yourself a seat at the table. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm wondering if, if maybe, because boy, that right now, there are a couple of recruiting services that have that. Class Napier's bringing in next year as a top five class in the nation. I mean, if a guy's been at it that hard, how do you cut him loose? I mean, yeah. I mean you, well, you do. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, that's the crazy yeah, thing now. Exactly. People don't, they don't give. I mean, look at Ed Orgeron. He won a national championship. He, I mean, there's more stuff to yeah, it. Yeah, but Coach O pretty much admitted that he was. Done. <laughs> well, sure. He, but when he walks in and they're like, 13 million, he, we're going to buy you out. I would walk out. He thought he was going to be able to, you know, he called, he he had Joe Burrow and he had Jefferson and Jamar he had Chase. Jamar Chase. And so they have just the tools to win it. LSU's always going to have a core of great players, always. 
And he thought, you know, I don't want to have a football, you know. <laughs> and he's just, he thought he was just going to cruise. He gets to the gas station, starts making a pass at the AD's wife, and everything gets crazy. Mm. So, but again, if, 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 but again, think about this: you walk in and are like thirteen million dollars is your buyout. We're going to buy you out. Thank you. I'm going to say, yeah, oh, you show me the door. So I'm going to take my football. <laughs> and now he's at Baylor, right? Is that where he's at? Is he? What's he doing? Is he? I is he an analyst there? I'm pretty sure George he's at, crazy. If he, I'm pretty, there's no way he's. Coaching. I thought he was at Baylor. Did I make that up? No way. No. Did I make that up? I think you made that up. Okay. Is, it, is it a fever dream? Okay. Yeah, I think you were asleep. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Okay. He is not. Clear that off. Yeah. <laughs> the record. Not, fever dream. I was about to say. He may have been a little rough around the edges, but he ain't stupid. <laughs> he's living a good life. Out yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's living he's on not, that bound. He's, he's, he's not, not less miles. Yeah, he's, he's out. Uh, <laughs> true that. He's out on a pontoon boat on Lake Punch Trains. That's right. He has to go crawfish. <laughs> well, I think that's funny. We talk about the twelve team playoff and and maybe getting three SEC teams in. Uh, if we look back at how twenty twenty two ended, if we were in the twelve. Uh-huh. Uh, 12 team playoff, then it's the six highest ranked conference champions. Okay. So you have to win your conference and then you have to be one of the six highest ranked. And then who's the conference that you're talking about? Any conference. Doesn't any, matter. No, Just no, no, no. It it's, has to it, it, See, this is the see, thing this that is, the this, fired up about. Correct. Oh, so that's that the power five? Because, because yes, yeah, exactly. The power five plus the highest Who? ranked group of six. Okay. Okay. Or group of five. Group of five. A group of five champions. Right. So. Why does they say? The, the, each of the power five and the highest ranked group of five. So the power five. Automatic. Automatic. And the power five should be. It well, is that would, the SEC. That would be your SEC, your Big, Big 12, 12, your Big 12. 10, your Pac-12, and your ACC. ACC. Okay. That's now, your, that's, that's what Sankey's saying, Pac-4 don't get to play. <laughs> but if you go, what about the Sun Belt? App State is good. But I'm not sure. <laughs> Better than Pac-4. <laughs> you dang right. Hey, Georgia Southern. No, I can't say that. <laughs> Let Georgia Southern in. <laughs> that dude, I don't know much about him, but that dude at Oregon State's a pretty good coach. Oh. It's not enough to. See, see, it's enough. The funny are we are we really are we talking about the twelve team now? We can, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so it shouldn't be twelve to, team. To by the way. thing about the twelve team playoff sure. is, and somebody wrote this this week. I forget where I read it. Maybe the athletic. Did you hear that athletic? That's a plug. Will, will you please, since I plugged you, on sponsor podcast, us. <laughs> will, you, will you please pay for my subscription? <laughs> I think it was somebody on the athletic wrote that the the path to the playoffs is going to be easier. But winning it's going to be harder, and, and 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 they're saying even for the the upper echelon, the Georgias, the the Alabamas, the Michigans, okay, um, because there are more chances you're going to get upset. Mm-hmm. There's a better chance to get there, and and it's going to be harder for those teams, for the TCU's of the world too. Oh, for sure, because TCU only had to upset. Michigan, Michigan last right. year and be in the final. Correct. Now they probably have to up two more games, two games, more yeah. teams to yeah. be in the final for sure. Right? Yeah. So it's it it it's getting to the playoff is easier. Winning it's going to be harder because there's and, and and listen, I'm a Georgia fan and have been forever and have suffered for those forty years in the desert, just like the Israelites. You know, <laughs> we spent forty years in the desert and I suffered. But I know that um, 
Crap, I got to thinking about the Israelites. I forgot what I was going to say. Well, that's important. That's important. That's That's important, too. Yeah, that, that is. Um, but I realize I remember. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, don't get old, folks. You forget everything. Um, or get old. I don't want to see anybody die or anything. Um, you, that field goal against Ohio State, could just have easily been made as been oh, missed. You sure. know, you play hard. Both teams play hard. I thought Ohio State might play their best game of the year, and and they both played hard. Um, and and the guy pulls a field goal. I mean, I mean the that, ball hooked the ball hooked harder than it, Bailey Handy on it, the team. It, it, it looked uh, like my typical. If unless I absolutely swing and miss and top it, it looked like my typical drive. Except last time we played, I was hitting good. Yes, you were. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, what if he doesn't? What if he nails that thing? Then Ohio State's probably the one laying the wood to TCU. For sure. And so you never know what can happen. you got to get breaks along the way. It's always been that way. Sports are always that way. That's what makes sports fun, unless you're on the losing end of it. (sighs) That's true. But it just goes back to the 12 teams of, like, Coastal Carolina, who, like, made a big old to-do – Wait, last year or two years ago? Yeah, they're going to be in the top 12. But, like, it's so exciting that they make it to the playoff. But they're just not going to win. I mean, it just takes us back to what Charlie said earlier of, like, you have the teams that are going to recruit and always be good, like the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States, the Michigans that are coming up, possibly the USC's, yada, yada, yada. LSU. LSU, sure. So, like, those teams are always – like, how do you – I mean, yeah, we kind of get into this. That's the fun of sports. You know, it's a Cinderella story sometimes. But in football, it just seems so much – it just seems less likely in, in that regard that uh, Coastal Carolina – I mean, Georgia could also look back at the Missouri game, and it was a field goal galore, you know, that game. And, of course, Missouri make one of those, but does that really change the path of Georgia? Maybe, maybe not. But I don't know. Like, the Coastal Carolinas of the world, just – this 12 teams exciting because they get to make it to the playoffs. Well, I'd be it'd too be late for it, this passion. Correct. Too I mean, it's just, been your fifth team or – well, well, for that fan base, it's going to be a big juice. It's for sure, be a big, I mean, I get it. It's going to be big to them. And but the, in the top, tw- in the twelve, the top four are going to buy. So the top four are going to buy in the first round. The Correct. So I mean, on campus of the higher seat. Sure. So, so maybe Tulane does sweep by. Do y'all just that's something I can never remember about the format of the twelve? Do the top? Do the top four have to be? Ha- the top four do not have to they be. They have to be conference champions. They have to be yes. conference champions. Are you sure about yes, that? 100%. Okay. And the playoff hasn't officially said that it's going with the uh, power five yeah. and one group of five. They they leave it <laughs> open that a second group of five may make it in. Baloney is what I'll call it. Like last year. Oh, rather than the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Like last year, it would have been Georgia, Michigan, Clemson, and Utah would have been your top four. Not TCU. Where's TCU? No. The TCU was a conference champion. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. So then right. Kansas State would have been your five, and Tulane would have been your six. So those would have been your six conference champions. So Tulane would have hosted a first round game on their campus, and Kansas State would have hosted a first round game. And on who their would campus. they? I, and they would have either played TCU, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, USC, or Penn State, and they were going to absolutely murder. Correct. None of those teams but, that you just named after Tulane aren't beating Tulane. <laughs> But, well, no, no, <laughs> no, because t- there was no way TCU was going to beat Michigan last year. 
and they beat them. That's true. But that's one game, and it got them in the final. There ain't no put. It, there's no way Tulane's going to beat sure. one of those teams. And then and the next team. Okay. And the next. I can. Team. I, all right. Sure. Okay. So let me get on that. Okay. Sure. Maybe there's a way. I'm still not. I'm still not sold on that. Sure. Maybe they squeak by. Sure. Yeah. Just like. Ohio State just barely well not barely missed, but was a play away from possibly obviously making it to the, the final. But yeah, Tulane's not <laughs> well, you know, it makes it interesting because those first like I said, the first round of games are hosted on campus. Oh yeah. That's for those deal. teams and talking about money. Right. It's a big deal for those so teams. Kind of sucks for as them. an as an aside, there are a lot of people who think that the next round will be the same way. They think that Oh, instead of going to yeah, the ball game. Yeah, because they think like an the, the, in, in the no on campus. On campus. No, no you're those, saying those opposed to that. Those gifts, yeah. those conference champions ought to get Should a chance get to, to host. host a playoff game at, at their home. home. Yeah. Okay. Partially as sort of a throw a bone to the um these fans are going to think they want to have and are going to want to travel. Yeah. So yeah. All three, three games. All three yeah. games, man. Yeah. It harkens back to the uh, SEC shorts video from the 2019 season where the Georgia fans at the end of the season were under the bridge gathered around the barrel, like, I said, burn all their <laughs> so money, money going yeah. to Notre Dame and going to – all the playoff games. And, and <laughs> yeah. They went to Rose Bowl the year before, right? Well, same year. Okay. Oh yeah, it would have been because now you've put USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. They're going to come halfway across the country to play in their games. Oh, the mileage that they're going to have. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But you know, and, and I think the conference realignments play into that. Like you've been talking about, Pac four gets significantly weaker. <laughs> With all these realignments, the and, and I'm interested to know how that impacts their ability to get well, into the, the future. The buzz in the middle of the week, the buzz in the middle of the week last week was that the ACC had picked the ball back up again, trying to get Cal, Stanford, and SMU That's for some reason. Interesting. Uh, why, why, why would the ACC want to turn into a the ACC? Yes, the ACC. Why would they want to turn into a? Because they're fearful they're going to uh, lose Clemson. How many years they stay right now? Fourteen? Are they fourteen uh, yeah. or, yeah. or sixteen? No, I think they're still at fourteen. Right. Why do you want to be a seventeen-team conference? Well, that's just that, scheduling does, nine. Does that? Yeah, right. that's exactly. Seven. That just how do you schedule seventeen? Yeah. But anyway. Well, so going back to all of this, years past used to be the BCS championship yeah way old back okay. in the day and so that was normally taking your two top teams charlie and i talked about computer, computer a little bit computer-based yeah. ranking uh-huh so it was uh yeah, well, there was i was about early 40s <laughs> <laughs> no no actually i was in my late 30s when yeah. was so it was all formula based right so right. now we've gotten to the college football playoff they did away with that because you know not enough teams get recognition yeah. maybe maybe your third overall team maybe deserves to be in there but based off the formula and all this other stuff, coaches poll or whatever that may have you. Uh, we've gone to the the playoff, which is like Wilson said earlier, committee where people agree, um, hey, this is who needs to be in these top four teams, and these are the first two out, and we decide all the bowl games. But I think that Charlie has uh, has an he he's come up with this this plan that oh I haven't just come up with it. <laughs> that might need to be used. This so. plan has been on my computer for years. I mean years, <laughs> way back. Before all this, th- th- this plan may have been on my computer 
since <laughs> Saints to a floppy disk since before <laughs> the, since before the playoffs since before the college football playoffs started. Well, or maybe the college football playoff was the impetus for me to say no. That's wrong. <laughs> well, college football playoff and Doctor Pepper, listen up. <laughs> but no, but no, the way the way the way it's headed now. Listen, and 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 a lot of websites have done this, have done their own version of this too. There aren't over forty. There aren't over forty programs that really probably deserve to be playing big time college football. And a recent exercise, thought exercise that again, I think it was the athletic free subscription. <laughs> the athletic did maybe suggested it was thirty. And what made people's freak out about the number thirty? Is for all those people who think that the media, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Mouse is not going to be satisfied until college football is 100% NFL light. Ugh. Is that 30 numbers very close to the 30 32. numbers yeah. in a row, you know? Uh, I get it. But, but relegation? You, you, yeah. <laughs> well, some people want relegation. That's a whole different ball. <laughs> but my deal is this. I still think there's something to be argued. You know, we're all, we're not so dang naive that we know that a bunch of this talk about student athletes just isn't a bunch of crap. Now it's not like these kids out there who are playing these sports in college aren't many of them doing super work in the classroom. Not all student athletes, don't get me wrong. Not all student athletes are big time college football players who are just you know, trying to prove their standing to try to get into the league. Um, a lot of these folks playing these other sports, Olympic sports, non-revenue sports, they're, mm -hmm. they know this is going to be probably the highest they're ever going to achieve, and they're going to go on and be great at something else. And they will be. But as far as big-time football goes, you probably only have about 40 teams that deserve to be playing at the highest level for, for a lot of different factors. You could probably work with that number. The system I came up with just to try to make more people happy was a way to have eight conferences with 10 teams each. And that way you're able to accommodate probably, you know, roughly two thirds of the teams that are currently in division one football. You don't have to kick, but a, you don't have to kick, but a fourth of the folks out. I mean, a third of the folks out, excuse me. But you have eight teams playing ten game in ten team conferences. Mm -hmm. So you play a round robin schedule in that conference, and um, that that's nine conference games. And then the other three games, you still play a twelve team or twelve game schedule. The other three games could be anybody who's in another one of those conferences. So, not not FBS, not all that crap. So are your conferences geographic based? They're geographic based. They, they're historical based. Okay. You would try to capture as much of some of the in 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 history. And I'm talking to y'all now, you two boys. I'm looking at you, <laughs> I'm pointing at you. Y'all, some of y'all don't think football started until y'all were born. You know, <laughs> but we got teams who are throwing away rivalries. They've been going on for 120 years now. And we've got conference commissioners 
throwing away rivalries that have been going on for 120 years, and nobody seems to give a crap. And so a lot of my conferences were built around history, geography, historical rivalries, and you play the other nine teams in your conference, a round-robin conference schedule, don't have conference championship games. That knocks one game out of the mix. For sure. You don't have to have that conference championship game because everybody plays everybody. Mm-hmm. Those other three games to make a 12-team schedule, you play from a So who cares at that point if Georgia and Texas end up in different conferences? If Georgia and Texas play each other, neither one of those teams has to worry about it keeping them out of the playoff mm-hmm. because it's not going to count it against them as right. a conference. You yeah. know, so you win your conference, teams. you're in, your, in the playoff. Right. In other words, the eight conference winners would do an 18 playoff. And there you go. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I even got, and I even had the dang thing set up so that you would play the national championship game on New Year's Day, which should be the high holy day of college football, the way it always was intended to be. Yeah. Before all of like you this. young folks came in and messed everything up. I don't like this Monday night game either. It no. bothers me that we play college football primarily on Saturdays throughout the entire season. Right. And all of a sudden, the playoff and the the finals on a daggum Monday yeah. at 8 p.m. Eastern time. What the heck? NFL's on Sunday. Guess when the Super Bowl is? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. No, it's <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so, well, now, if you play it on January 1st, you can never guarantee it wasn't going to be on another day of the week. No, of course. At least you knew it was going to be on the same dirt. Sure, but that's the, only, that's the only time that is acceptable is what we're arguing. Because everyone's <laughs> off for the most part. Well, uh, listen, it could. There you go. But, but, but what's the problem? And the whole 12, 12 team thing, and Greg Sankey and the Big Ten commissioner, the reason they're all about this 12 and the at large bits, what's the problem with eight, 10 teams playoffs the way I described it? For them, what's the problem? And it is a little bit of a problem because if Georgia and Alabama were say, the same they, conference, uh, saying, oh, only one of them yeah. is going to go to the playoffs yeah, and they may be the two best teams in the nation. Yep. So I, it's not like I'm oblivious to that. Well, then why don't you take it with like a. Like if I don't know, right. well, but then here because you can do like a here. one, a twenty, a thirty. Like you get one all from right. every you you rank them one through eighty, and if they're eight teams, you got to grab somebody from each of the what you call from each of the the range. Here's your reason. Why not? Here's your reason you go to four ten team conferences. Well, is so that so you can to, so that you can send the first and second mm-hmm. place team from, from each conference into an eighteen playoff. Put them on the opposite, opposite sides side of the bracket, sure. and if they end up playing each other for the national championship, boom! Sure, there you go. But when you go to forty, you're kicking you're out. kicking out the other two. Th- or now you're two thirds of the current yeah, division. Just, well, you know, you do that. Well, and people are going to say, "I keep saying Division One. What's it called now? FBS. Yeah, but you're going to do that, and then someone's going to say, "Well, what if the top three teams are in this one conference? Well, Vanderbilt can beat South Dakota State and win the FCS." They can't even finish their stadium. Their stadium? Hey, okay. they beat Hawaii. Well, no. Hawaii is also Ooh. going through a line. I mean, you know. Well, Georgia and Hawaii that. kicked off the season, I don't know, 2008. Whatever <laughs> that was, a long time ago. I, I want to know. Yeah. They ended the season. Ended, oh, mm, yeah. Sugar Bowl. I thought they started. I thought they also kicked off the season. Uh, okay. I'm not a George fan. George played Hawaii in the Sugar Bowl, <laughs> and it was, a real, it was a real trendy, popular pick to – was it 2008? That sounds I yeah. said 2008. Uh, it was a real trendy, mm-hmm. popular pick among the talking heads who always seem to want to crap on my dogs. 
<laughs> but it was a popular pick. Georgia pummeled them. The yeah. current Hawaii coach, Tim Chang, was the quarterback. Marcus Howard hit him so hard <laughs> that I'm sure he has PTSD still. I, I saw Timmy Chang in the Vanderbilt game last night yeah. twitch a couple times on the sidelines. <laughs> you think like, that's Marcus Howard? about Marcus Howard <laughs> right now because he hit him so hard. He just, dogs were wearing in black jerseys. Oh. Mm. I, I think I like that. He put in there that the analysts like to crap on his dogs. He's not wrong. If you watch ESPN college game, they make their picks for this year. You know, Desmond Howard, the should expert be, of Desmond Howard, he should, Michigan Wolverines win it all. He should be removed altogether. Uh, and then you know they got everybody else picked. Alabama pretty much wins. So. Y'all know the first time I ever heard Desmond Howard make a, a legitimate, reasonable analysis. Never. The next time he does it, it'll be the first time. The first time. The next time Desmond Howard says something about you will be the first time I've ever heard him say anything about you. Okay, yeah, he's just—he's um, like bold. It's like Toledo, for, Toledo versus UCLA or USC, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, Toledo, the Rockets—they got him." You know, you know what he's done though. We talk about it. What? No, he, he's exactly. Got he's got us. That, yeah. That's it. That's all we need. We talk about who watches. My name's Edgar Bell. That's right. And we. Talk about that's why he's there. That's exactly why he's there. Poor old Co- Coach Corso has had a stroke, and he's more cogent than Desmond Howard. I mean, <laughs> it's horrible. What's to the point where they allow Pat McAfee? Yeah. Which, oh, you know, good Lord, he's he's a character. Pass in the character, exactly. I mean, good night. <laughs> well... So we got we got some college football predictions in there. Uh, I think Charlie, you said Ohio State and Michigan and Georgia. Did you have a fourth? You just no, that's surprised what I'm that, all that, that to say. No, no, <laughs> is no, there... I, that's sort of outsider. I, I think okay. it's probably a, a Notre Dame. You, you might well. I guess that's kind of where I I went, yeah. but I, yeah. I never want to really believe in Notre Dame. That just goes against mm-hmm. who I am <laughs> personally. But I don't, oh, I don't Rudy. know. <laughs> you know, a lot of people want to say. Texas, but you, uh-uh, no, sir. I will mm-hmm. not even with the Hoosiers coming back for the whole. No, I, I like who. Which one of steered us toward Florida State and Clemson? Oh, yeah. I, it could yeah. that that see they have a path. They do. Have, yeah, I mean, they seriously, have, they really they, do have they, a path. They have a path. So I mean, they got to beat each other. I don't. Yeah, does Clemson I, play anybody other? I know players. Florida State has to play other shoes. Well, does Clemson play anybody? I think Clemson plays Notre Dame again this year. I think. Clemson? I think fact, I think fact check us. Clemson. Our IT guy on it. My my coworker Craven Hudson at the 4-H office and I, we um, we put two big posters up on the wall that have the entire. Well, normally we just we just put one, the the entire SEC football schedule, and we update it weekly with mm-hmm. the wins and losses. Yeah. Um, and but this year, whoever prints it for Craven. Printed us out an ACC schedule too, and I was like, "What they want us to have the varsity, the junior varsity?" All the same time. So uh, Clemson does play Notre Dame, and it is late in when? the season. Okay, yeah. November the fourth. Where is the game? Is it at? Uh, it's at Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Death, uh, Death Valley. That's not the original yeah. Death Valley. Clemson yeah. and Florida yeah. State do play earlier in the season. It's like game four. Hey, what, that place would be crazy. Yeah. It's also at Clemson. The Florida State games at Clemson. That's what I'm saying. So Florida State, I think, plays so LSU at look Florida's. at Georgia's look at Georgia's home schedule. 
<laughs> Look at Georgia's home schedule. And first Clemson fans get to play Florida State and Notre Dame at home. And yep. look what we have at home. Mm-hmm. UT Martin is going to give you a rough. Uh, LSU <laughs> plays at Florida State. LSU plays. Exactly. So Florida State. I mean, they really got Florida State plays at Florida. They obviously have to. As an aside, as an aside, <laughs> just a note for you. Look, look, man. <laughs> look, if Florida kids just make it to a whole game, I would love. I mean, re- truthfully, I would love to upset some people. Like they have us, I think, losing to Kentucky again. This, that, and the other. I mean, if we if we just are competitive against LSU, that would be great. Competitive against Georgia, which we always are for I don't know three minutes and then <laughs> past three seasons, and then we've just Georgia plays Kentucky so. at home, Missouri at home. At least Anthony Richardson won't be. <laughs> I'm sorry, I talked over you. That's okay. I was just going to tell my boy. He's going to lead the Colts to a second place team in the AFC South against my Jags. At least you don't have to worry about Anthony Richardson throwing <laughs> touchdown passes from the Kobe Dean this year. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to worry about it last I year. I didn't have to worry either. about last year. Kobe was gone. No, he threw it to Keely Ringo. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's right. okay. We're, we're fine. I mean, blue coat, blue collar Billy's getting after it. All right, Sunbelt Billy. He's getting after it, man. Uh, we want to They need, they need to give Billy a chance. They do. Good. I mean, and I'm not saying that just because I think he's somebody we can whip up on. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think he probably has got the right idea about recruiting. But, but, but the other thing now that that Billy's got to worry about is. <laughs> Kentucky's got a good transfer quarterback. Mario Cristobal is a great, great recruit. Uh-huh. And he's sucking up a lot. And, and if Florida State really does turn the corner, they yeah. just got to recruit so hard against the own inside schools. But Miami? Like, Miami's not been great. But, but who has gotten the most blue-chip players out of Florida the last couple of years? That's not wrong. What school? You you got where's he at? FAU. You got Florida. <laughs> you got Florida State. You got Miami. You got Florida. UCF. Who who has gotten the most blue chip player players out of players players out of Florida the last few years? Georgia. Georgia <laughs> has gotten the most. Exactly. Yes. Like Car- I just said Carson <laughs> Carson Beck's from Jacksonville, Florida, and he's the Georgia Bulldogs starting quarterback. I mean, good. The good Lord. is at UCF. Oh, that's I knew. It. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Where's who's FAU? Uh, that's Tom uh, Herman from Texas. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, Lord. yeah, yeah. Previously well, was the assistant coach. Where did he come from? Do y'all remember where Herman was the assistant coach before he went to Texas? He was with Urban, right? No, yes, Houston. Yeah, he was at Ohio State, but he was at Houston as a head coach for a little bit before he went to Texas. The or or was, was that we have? He went from Houston to Texas. Yeah, I think or so. did he fall from Texas to Houston? No, I think it was the other way around. He I was big remember. bad at Houston, and then Texas was like, oh, big bad coach because we got rid of Charlie Strong, mm-hmm. and took an in-state. From the, y'all Houston. know, you're talking about coaches who you just kind of wonder what they did. They got their, um, what's the dude, at, who is the dude at Tulane? Fritz. Willie is the devil. Willie right? Fritz is at mm-hmm. Tulane. He's a good coach. Of course. You yeah. just wonder if, he, if somebody like that were to get their shot. Yeah, it's Willie. But he was at Georgia Southern. Hey, let a real question here is <laughs> Does what's his name? Does what's his oh what's his that went from um he went to the Carolina Panthers and now from Baylor to the Carolina uh, Panthers. Rule. Yeah. Does Matt Rule turn Nebraska around? <laughs> Listen. Oh, speaking of which, I mean, really, I he's out there. <laughs> hey, speak, speaking of speaking well, of which, Scott Frost didn't get it done. Speaking of which, so uh so well, the folks listening don't know, but you know we're headed up to see the Schofields at, at 
Chetet, Lake Chetet in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Uh, for, for the watered down, for for some of you folks, Wisconsin is a state in the northern <laughs> part of the United States. Anyway, um, so you know we're going to see the. But found out, looked at the next weekend's football schedule today. Are y'all about to go jump around? No, 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 no. Okay, that's okay. on the other side of Wisconsin. Um, but the day we fly into Thursday, when we fly into Minneapolis, um, the Golden Covers are playing Nebraska oh. on Thursday night. And I told Stacy, "Oh, that would be now." I'm telling you what, Stacy, you this is you're just going to look at me like I'm crazy when I say this. There's <laughs> any way we could get over close to that stadium <laughs> just to feel what the buzz is like over there. But what would be the interesting thing about sort of the karma thing about swinging by a Minnesota game this year? Row the boat. Well, he's. They've won a lot of national championships that no one knows. Who was the last college program to win back to back to back? Oh, okay. The Minnesota. I told you. I mean, they're better than what people were. So I might. Before my time. See, the last. (laughs) I would go see a game with the last team to go back to back to back and the next team to go back to back to back. (laughs) What do you say? I say negatory. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got it. We we. I know this is going to seem like an ambush, but we're going to have to. I just when you told me or asked me, hey, you want to do the podcast? Yes, but we gotta we gotta get this straight for the listeners out there. Listeners, y'all weigh in on this with your host Nick Waters. <laughs> All right, so he grew up a Florida fan, and when I found out that my daughter was going to marry a Florida fan, it says something to just the. Super quality person that Nick Waters is, that it did not bother me <laughs> that she was marrying a Florida fan if it was Nick. But my grandchild was born in January, <laughs> and I am somewhat troubled that Nick is going to poison young Fletchy boy's mind with all this toxic gator crap. And I don't think. That is totally kosher. <laughs> Look, I my my I think I'm just gonna let let you do your thing. I mean, he's gonna be around Georgia fans. I get it. All of my friends, my wife, obviously, his mom is a Georgia fan. He can look at Florida and he can decide. Truthfully, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But when he steps inside Sanford Stadium, I'll admit, being there at that Tennessee game last year, and that place is rocking. It's hard not to pull for the dogs every now and then. <laughs> um, I'm just not a dogs fan when they play Gators for sh- Florida for sure. Um, well, you but listen, but look, I'm I'm cordial. That's a good thing, <laughs> and you are. You're just a, you're a good guy. You're just a good guy. You're not. I've never seen you in jorts, <laughs> and that's a good thing. But uh, I just um, it really uh, just to think that. He might, he's going he's going to look up to you, Nick, and he's going to want to be like his daddy. But he cannot be like his daddy in this regard. I mean, he he may. I don't know. A lot of a lot of kids look up to their grandpas too. I'm there, already so. practicing. Let you boy. <laughs> Do you want to drive me to an early grave? Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> hey, brace break. What's the brace score? We're losing. Oh, uh, come on, Braves. Well, it's we, okay. well listen, we've already won the series. I can't, hang, I can't hang that on the pitchers. Two zero, we're not five. We're not supposed to be only scoring zero runs. Oh no! Oh, you got the quiz? Not quiz. This isn't a quiz. This okay. is a thought exercise. Okay. All right. Brain break. 
We've been uh, no hit so far. No hit. No hit. We've oh, no hit. say it. Say oh, it more. No say it more. Okay. Say it more. The more the more we say it, the more hits they'll get. <laughs> did he did he pull everybody and play all the second string today? <laughs> well, we don't have enough. He of really that. could have. Uh, I mean, I no, think it's, it's our standard lineup. <laughs> oh great, <laughs> Ronald. Harris, Riley, Olsen, Ozuna, Rosario, Darno, Arcia, and Nicky Lopez. Yeah. Who's been great? Hey, are y'all surprised okay. that Grissom hadn't been getting more A.B. since being called up? Not at all. I expected him to ride the bench once we called him up. Did you? Mm-hmm. No, I thought he was going to get P.T. I, I'm wondering. Nicky's a better defender. He is a better. Hitting, so. Lopez is a better That's defender. True. But I'm wondering if he hadn't been hot hitting yeah. at mm-hmm. the start. No, that's probably true. Yeah. All right, so here's my, here's my side. Here's my side, my Braves aside from the football talk. Um, oh, football talk. We haven't done the pro. We'll get to that. But that's after this. Oh, cool. All right. So um, Strider, it looks to me, has the potential, unless we clinch and, and, and uh, Snit decides to rest him, mm-hmm. the potential to make, he has the potential to make seven more starts. Okay. All right. He became the first. MLB pitcher to get the 15 wins yesterday. Mm-hmm. If Strider were to start and win, also that's a tall order. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm just dream casting here. We like it. If 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 he were to start and win all those starts and get in, and have a record of 22 and four, I think four losses. Did he have four losses? I think so. Yeah. 22 and four. And if he were to strike out roughly his average of nine a game over those seven starts, he would be right at 300 strikeouts. Mm. If Spencer Strider had 22 wins and 300 strikeouts, do y'all think all the rest of these newfangled advanced stats would make any difference, or do you think he'd be Cy Young without a doubt? I 100%. I don't think there's no way you can't get there. Uh, no, like, no, listen. Like, me being who I am wants him to do that. And me not believing in all these extended stats and crap that they tend to make up and I don't understand half of them, I 100% believe that he should be, but I don't think he does. I don't think based off of them going with this whole F war and crap that they make up all the But time you know what? Stuff. But the thing is, Wilson, those advanced stats, if he can win seven more games in a row, and get the 300 strikeouts, they're going to improve too. They would. But, I mean, it kind of goes back to they've recently talked about the MVP talk because Mookie Betts has been hot for the last couple of months. But it's like actually there. gotten a lot closer. But they, if you compare them in, in some of their just normal stats, you know, Ronald still has the edge on a lot of them. But they're now come up with this BSR stat Same. that has to look at base running. And they're like, well, it's not that impressive that Ronald has 50 stolen bases because he's been thrown out X amount of times. I'm like, okay, well, in order to steal that much, you've got to have more attempts. So you're going to be thrown out, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the BSR includes how many uh, ground outs you hit into, which has nothing to do with Dak on base running. It drives me nuts. But now they're saying, well, his base BSR is much lower than Mookie's and Freddie's, so he's not the MVP. Do y'all... Do y'all, want, no sense. do y'all want to hear one of the best stats I thought about today when I was looking at, at some of the counting stats today online? One of the best stats that proves how good Ronald has been. Ozzy has been out of the lineup for over a week now, right? Mm-hmm. And he's still fourth in the National League in RBI. Mm-hmm. 
You know why? Right. Because Wild Acuna is always yes, on base. That's what, I tried. That's, what <laughs> that's what they don't take into account when they look at these advanced stats. Like, yeah, of course he's for, not for running Ozzie as much to have not scoring. For Ozzy to have knocked in as many runs as he has and still be in the top five of the league after being out for a week or, or at least a week. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember when he, he now. should have been back. So and, it would have been and, 10 days. That yeah. just tells you how much Ron Lacuna has been on base. Yep. But anyway. All right. Moving into NFL. We don't have to stay here as long because, you know, most of our listeners, maybe NFL fans are, or not, but um, not as exciting stuff. I had a quick timeout. Okay. What? Your boy Victor Hoffman. Oh, just yeah. won the tour championship. Yeah, he did. Go Victor. I'm a Victor fan. I'm a Victor oh. fan. I said it like I don't know a year ago when Joshua and I were talking about golfers, and he's a big Tony Finau fan, which I am too. Anybody that can nice pop guy. their ankle back himself. No. Tony Finau has the most flexible ankles. In the <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like a big Victor fan, and and obviously him winning uh, last week. And then, yeah, he saw it. No, I won last I week. Won this I week. I wonder what it means for Ryder Cup. What about Scotty? Like, where he just like disappears in these times. I mean, it's then kick his. Foot I don't know. He, he'll win it. I mean, of course he'll be all right. Yeah, he will. But our, just, our Ryder Cup guys played good this year, this week. Yeah. Well, go Victor. You Norwegian. Victor with a K. Anybody who spells Victor with a K, you know they're bad. It's bad. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Okay. I got something after that. No, I will cough. Another and, thing. Uh, what you said? I've got to listen to the published version of this tomorrow to hear the bumper music. Yeah. Okay, I was kind of hoping we're gonna have a walk-up song or something. We could put something in there, Charlie, if you really want no, some song. That's okay. Golly, maybe next time. It's gonna be a jingle, okay? Just for you, it's maybe, gonna be just maybe a, next time. Yeah. A mediocre jingle. Yeah, we're the guys, and there's that old guy who doesn't know what to talk about. <laughs> well, getting into the NFL, uh, Charlie and I have this thing where we like to send. Uh, screenshots of, of sports um, grids back and forth and kind of talk about what we do in the situation. So one that we're looking at or, or was we're looking at recently um, was a build your perfect offense. Um, and I'm going to go through and explain really quick what that looks like. And then the three of us, Wilson, Charlie. <laughs> the most recent one I sent you was Dak Prescott Cologne for those <laughs> nights when you don't want to score. <laughs> Stephen A. Stephen A. That was for you, brother. (laughs) Never seen someone hate the Cowboys more than Stephen A. Smith. Um, Well, Dak Prescott, he's talk about hot seats. He's on a hot seat, but we'll get back to to that whole thing. Um, So, what what we're looking at is a grid. it's a five by five. So technically, so what we have is on one uh your on one axis you have dollar amount. So one, two, three, four, five. And on the other axis, you have a, a quarterback, a running back, two receivers, and a tight end. And all five of um each each category is ranked again one through five. So you have fifteen dollars to build the perfect team. So one more time, you have to pick a quarterback. They're all ranked one, two, three, four, five. Uh, a running back, two receivers, and a tight end. Uh, you can't spend more. Than fifteen dollars. Uh, so, so basically, a real quick example: uh, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, who's a running back, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and um, Travis Kelsey are all your five dollar offensive players. So, obviously, you can't pick all of those because you'd be at twenty five dollars, which is ten dollars. <coughs> Correct. So, um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around and um, for each. I guess I should tell them what who's at what 
price to yeah. start with. Um, real quick, your quarterbacks for $5, Patrick Mahomes. For $4, Josh Allen. For $3, Joe Burrow. $2, Jalen Hurts. And $1, Justin Herbert. On to your running backs for $5, you have uh, Christian McCaffrey. $4, Austin Eckler. $3, Derrick Henry. $2, Nick Chubb. Chubb. $1, Saquon Barkley. For $5 in your receiver, you have Justin Jefferson. $4, you have Stephon Diggs. $3, Cooper Cup. $2 AJ Brown and $1 DK Metcalf. For your other receiver, starting at $5 is Tyreek Hill, $4 Jamar Chase, $3 Devontae Adams, $2 uh, CD Lamb, and $1 Debo Samuel. And our last category, tight end, for $5, you have Travis Kelsey, $4 George Kittle, $3 Mark Andrews, $2 Darren Waller, and $1 Dallas Goddard. So we're going to go category by category. And try to build this thing. What we, the three of us, have built our own, um, and we're gonna just kind of compare what, while we think the team that we built, you know, maybe better or less than the other the other guys. All right, everybody, be straight now. Don't don't change just because somebody else. Well, but I'm bad at this. Um, yeah, no, I'm. I'm it's everybody's good. All right, you ready? All right, so our quarterback on the count of th- oh. It probably is going to be easier just to go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. All right, Charlie, your quarterback. I'm going to spend five bucks on my man, Patty Mahomes. All right. So he's a $5 in the hole. I did the same, Patty. Ah, oh, Jalen Hurts for $2. Okay. I, I, look, pa- Patty Mahomes well, is great. Kind of a steal. But I think, yeah, correct. For $2, Jalen Hurts, are you kidding me? Like, come on. But uh, if you really think, if you really think there's somebody else with value that you want to spend that value on elsewhere, yeah, that's fine because I agree with you. We we talked a while ago. Well, when we first sent this thing back and forth to each other, you you can get a good quarterback for a buck. Yeah, I mean that's five great. Those five guys have proven themselves. And um, uh, listen, I'm I'm just going to be straight up. I've always liked Hurts as a as a guy, and even the he though he did. Great damage to my Georgia Bulldogs, <laughs> but I just didn't think he was going to be successful as a pro quarterback. And everything you've read is he has just worked his tail off. Yeah, and and he and I'm proud of him. I think he, I think he's great. And and uh, yeah, he's a steal for two dollars. Yeah. All right. So we'll do like snake draft here. I'll go first this time. Wilson, we'll let you go at some point first. <laughs> um, going to the running back. Uh, I went Nick Chubb for two dollars. I think that's a thanks to steal again. What? I also went to for two hours. <laughs> Why are you copying us? Is it a social? What'd you? Who'd you go with? Come on. There's no way you didn't. I'm gonna be so disappointed in you, boys. Y'all not know me at all. I well, that's why we know you. You've been at me for three so, years because I picked your chub in our fantasy football draft. I go with anybody but my favorite baller of all time, Nick Chubb. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. So <laughs> it's a social for our running backs. Now I realize that that's possibly when you see that list of running backs, and if you put great value in catching the ball. That's a heart pick instead of a head pick. But Chubb had very consistent fantasy numbers last he year. Super consistent, good fantasy numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not so sure. Did in um other dude gone now? And Kareem Hunt gone. Yes, yes, he's gone. All right. So I think Chubb might get to catch the ball a little more yeah. now that Hunt's gone. So you my man, Nick Chubb. All right. Receiver, start us. Uh, actually, go Wilson. We'll go Wilson first. Your first receiver. Uh, I went uh, at the three dollar pick, Mister Cooper Cup. Oh, and playing with the Rams has been pretty successful. So uh, fantasy wise as well, he's been pretty helpful. So 
Um, All right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of giving away the game a little bit for a future pick, but I'm my first wide receiver is a dollar pick. My boy Debo. Even though I don't think you could go wrong with either dollar receiver DK Metcalf or Debo, but I just like Debo. So yeah, I'm, well, going, I'm going with Debo as my dollar receiver. Well, he's a Swiss Army knife. I mean, oh, yeah, he, he runs the he runs the ball just as well as some of. I mean, not I mean, as you know. Debo might get you three rushing touchdowns. Correct. Um, my receiver, I want a dollar. I want DK Metcalf. You can, who's jumping over him? <laughs> who's jumping over him? Nobody. I mean, he he wins one on one battles and. I've only spent five dollars, and I think my team is pretty solid. I mean, <laughs> to start off with, you have some leftover funds. It sounds like why do you uh, want leftover funds? I'm not spend it all. I, I had y'all guessing. What you talking about, boys? Okay. My next running back or my next receiver? Tyreek Hill for five bucks. <laughs> I mean, it's the cheetah. Who's catching him? Jump over? Like, come on! I got a receiver who's got height and and can just truck somebody, and then another one that can he can run the ball. He could do a uh, what do you call it? jet uh, jets option or whatnot. Jet sweep. Thank you. Um, all the good no, that's stuff. That's good. That, that's, so. I, I'm not sure if I was going to spend five on Justin Jefferson, something special. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The thing about picking receivers and tight ends is you gotta figure who's throwing them the ball. That's true. And sure. I'm not so sure of all the receivers. Look, uh, think about it this way. You got Stefan Diggs quarterback on here. You've got Jamar Chase's quarterback on here. You've got AJ Brown's quarterback on here. I mean, that's that's great. So you're arguing, sure, you're arguing that receivers, quarterbacks on there, which tells you that it's Harry Kill is on here and the damage that he did last year, which was still plenty with Tua, who was knocked out half the season, <laughs> could only be better than. I'm just saying, I guess the point I was making, I was really reinforcing your point because I think Justin Jefferson is great. I think he's, he's a super talent, uh, but I'm not so sure I trust. Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk. To spend $5. Look, is Kirk a good quarterback? Yeah. Will he win you a Super Bowl? No. No, but boy. He obviously got the ball to Jefferson enough last year. I just don't know if I consistently can depend on him. But boy, do I like the guy and grew to love him when watching one of these Netflix series recently. Uh, Quarterback? Yeah, it was good. I can't can't do Pat Mahomes' voice. I can't do that. Oh, not to mention his. Yeah, I just have chosen not to watch it because I can't get past that. So that's fair. But Kirk is a good guy. Yeah, well, and then also I can't get past a quitter named Marcus Mariota. So, all right, uh, go ahead. So I, I, I took Tyreek in the second round of receivers. You got in my second round of receivers. I also went Debo. Same reason, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, pass whatever for sure. Bro. I don't know why I got my two columns flip flop, but that's fine. My second. Um, this is all. Like I said, going back to what I said about quarterbacks. This is almost like a tribute to Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown, I'll spend $2 on A.J. Brown. Yeah. I think he's tough. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he did great things for Tennessee. Yeah. And he, he looked – I mean, Jalen Hurts has got – I mean, if you got – is it Goddard? And then you have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I mean, he's got some weapons too. All right, last one. Tight end. There's one pick here. If you got enough money. I don't have enough money. <laughs> that's why I, I would have loved to pick Mr. Kelsey. Who'd you go with? How much money do you have left? 
I got $4. dollars so right. I ended up with George Kittle. Who's not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. No, no. no, no. And the, Who I think also would really benefit from a quarterback. A decent quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and not that – I mean, I think Brock Purdy is fine, but um, – Seems to be their starting for the year. So. Ch- yeah, exactly. Oh, Char- my gosh. Based off the are, are, are you and I left with $10? Uh, uh, that's how much we spent? Uh, yes, and I, I, I've got $5 to spend, and I think I'm going to spend it on Travis Kelsey. And I'm also going to spend it on Travis Kelsey. <laughs> All right, so for you folks listening out there, tell you a little tale. These two guys and I are in the same fantasy football league. <laughs> in the first year, no, did I win the first year? Or yes, you okay, won the first year. So I won the first year. CJ's on back-to-back. And then, and then over the subsequent years – over the subsequent years, if I'm not the first pick in the draft, <laughs> I have seen these boys and my daughter, Morgan, who's the only girl in the league, but she's probably knows more about sports than the rest of us. It's valid. I have seen them pick off the players that I had on my first team that won it all. Okay. And it's disheartening in many ways to have to get the dregs of the earth and still compete with this crowd. Once I laid out a blueprint for them. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So, but no, my ideal team starts with the team of Mahomes and Kelsey because you're scoring points when both of them go off. And I just can't get it done anymore because these little rascals, if they draft before me, are going to pick my my guys off. I think the, I think what's crazier is the year I won, I didn't have either one of them. So I had I had Patrick this year. Listen, y'all know what I just realized? What's that? All five of these tight ends I have I have drafted as my tight end in the past, first based on who was available. I, think, I, I may I may not I may not have taken Waller first, but I may have had to pick him up. Uh, on a bye week, and but, I, was, and I, but I for sure, they're they're all solid, man. It's this is kind of the golden age of tight ends. Well, I was going to say uh, Waller. I mean, being a giant now and having Mac Jones, and Mac Jones only has maybe I'm trying to think. Sterling Shepard is he still there? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Who did I say? Mac Jones? Jones. I'm sorry. He's a Patriots quarterback. Daniel Jones um, having. Maybe I think Sterling Shepard's still there. Whatever, but Darren Waller is there, and so when Saquon can't get through the trenches, who Saquon wants on anyway, but uh, maybe Darren Waller has a breakout season too. So for you fantasy football listeners, I mean, if Pat, if uh, Kelsey and Kittle are gone, it's not a bad take. Hey, uh, just just a just quick, just quick quiz to make sure y'all were listening. Cool. Who's my favorite NFL baller? Nick Chubb. Yep, y'all were listening. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so uh, let's just kind of go on into to that. We don't necessarily have to get into divisions because you know there's what eight divisions, all the good stuff. Fancy, but uh, let's last year the Chiefs and the Eagles played in the Super Bowl. Um, Chiefs ended up become or being victorious and and winning. I don't know how many in the past five years, two two now. I think Patty Mahomes has. Um, but just wanted to kind of get into real quick. The season kicks off and. I think a little less than two weeks now. Um, who do we – or do, take the Eagles and the NFC. So the NFC, uh, for you listeners, uh, we have the NFC and the AFC. Those are the two divisions that are um, identified in, in Pro Football League, and each of those have four um, 
not divisions, but four. Those are divisions. Those are divisions. Your Sorry. AFC and NFC are conferences. Conferences. Thank you. Yeah, I'm saying right. it backwards. It's okay. well, NFC, is, this still, is, this, is this more of an example of watered down? Yes. yes. Where we're trying to go back to the Correct. basics. Yes. Correct. Basic. You know that there was a moment there where I thought that the name of this podcast was High Waters. I thought it was like a tribute to Snoop Dogg or something. Jeez. <laughs> What's this man on tonight? <laughs> So yes, your <laughs> your conferences, um, AFC, NFC, and then your divisions uh, all have East, West, North, and South, um, and then that's kind of where you get your your playoff teams and all that good stuff. So the Eagles represent the NFC uh, East, and yes. the Chiefs represent the AFC West, okay. um, and those two uh, won their conferences and they met each other in the Super Bowl last year. So. Getting to our point, in the NFC, the Eagles, or is there anyone? I mean, they 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 lost a couple. They lost some people. Um, like I'm thinking, Chauncey Gardner Chung, or Johnson, Florida guy. Uh, he went to the Detroit Lions. Trying to think of some other guys, and the, uh, they lost some secondary guys that um, went. They also lost their one of their coordinators. Um, I think he got a head coach. I think at Arizona. Pretty sure their defensive or offensive. They lost, a, they lost a, a linebacker who was calling the plays because then Kobe's going to step into that role. I yeah. can't remember the guy's name. Um, but who are the guy who. They lost their there. defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, who's that, now the Cardinals. Like, correct. Thought I remember that right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, again, they've lost some pieces, um, but is there anyone in the NFC? I mean, the big one that last year was the uh, 49ers. Um, but now Trey Lance is not even a thing, and Brock Purdy is coming off of elbow surgery. Um, so, any thoughts about the NFL, se- NFL season? Anybody that in the NFC? I mean, the NFC South's a joke. So nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the NFC not South a, consists of the Buccaneers, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers. Not a single winning record amongst those teams last season. Nope, and <laughs> uh, it's it's a tough time to be any a, a fan, part of that fan base. Any of those fan bases. Um, you have Derek Carr, who went from the Raiders now to the Saints. So maybe the Saints can, you know, they have a quarterback. I mean, Jameis Winston, for the love yeah. of goodness, has been there for the past, I think, two years. Um, and Taysom Hill, who somehow scores touchdowns as a running back, a receiver, and a quarterback. Right in. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, the NFC South is not. But the NFC West is very interesting with, you have the Seahawks. And they've, you know, they played, I think, like sub uh, part ball, but the 49ers is the really the big one. And then you think about the Cowboys, who had an awesome season last year, ended up beating the Eagles one of those games. They only, the Eagles only had two losses before the playoffs. Uh, the Eagles were one of them, uh, or the Cowboys were one of them. Um, but they had three losses last season. Did I, that, did, I did not who? realize. Three? Excuse me, guys. Three, three losses. I, I did not realize. Well, is that Kansas City? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. To be determined. Okay. I did not realize until I was seeing some fantasy stuff on online this week that the Cowboys' defense. I mean, obviously, Micah Parsons has gotten a lot of press and, and deserves it for what he's done since he came to the league. But I didn't realize their defense as a whole was as highly touted and expected to be as good as they're expected to be this year. And and, and really, you know, it's, Dak's a good guy. It just seems like he can't get over the hump. He does get injured a lot. I, I don't know if he's a guy who's going to get you to who's, who's going to bust through. He he probably would be if Kyle Shanahan was coaching him. <laughs> but I I mean, and, and we you know we had fun with the meme a while ago. But 
But what if it really, I mean, it wouldn't be worth seeing Stephen A's head explode if the Cowboys really did something this year. But, but the thing is, they've got to play the Eagles twice. I mean, that, that, that they may be the next best team. Listen, if, if Kyle Shanahan can get as much out of, uh, Purdy this year as he did last year, he really is one of the great quarterback whisperers of our time. Well, doesn't it just go back to as a, a, a previous Falcon fan? I'm not a Falcon fan anymore. But oh yeah, that Dan, that that Dan that Quinn wagon just got loose. I mean, you that's know. that's fine. That Dan Dan Quinn's the defensive coordinator for Dallas, and Kyle Shanahan is the head coach, right? For the Niners, the Niners, and they're leading teams that have a shot past couple years to you know represent the NFC and 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 go play for a Super Bowl. So. That's just, I mean, as a, a as a old Falcons fan, it's just so annoying, right? I guess they, they had the pieces, just couldn't get it done. Twenty-eight to three, oof. Yeah, well, they, they, I really don't. Who, who's left? Who's left in the NFC? Who could really? Uh, you have the North. Oh, I think the Vikings. I don't think the Vikings. Oh, says, oh, yeah, right. you know, it's getting a lot of uh, the backers. The, no, no, no. <laughs> the Lions, for whatever reason, they're getting a lot yeah. of dark horse. I like Dan. But I don't know Campbell. I just don't know enough. Yeah, I really don't know enough about him to know. Well, any coach that says let's break our knees off with like a, a metal chair yeah. <laughs> or whatever he said last year to get him fired up. I mean, sure. I, I don't, I don't think Minnesota challenges them necessarily, but I definitely think they're still one of the top performing teams in the FC. See, I think Minnesota's problem is they they can score. They just got to have the defense. So it's right. really just between those two games. Well, I mean, they got to see each other twice. So it's just the who can score more. Obviously, I mean, that's yeah, obviously I, how I, that I, works I just, anyway. But it's just really hard to see someone. The, the Eagles have just been constructed too well. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think right now they're the just, Philadelphia Bulldogs. They're, well, and it's not, you know, it'd <laughs> it's be, really not. It, it's really been easy to focus <laughs> on that, but I'm not because I don't want them to do bad. Then everybody blame that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it could be I, but listen, if you believe, and we talked about this the other day, if you believe what's being said about Jalen Carter, he's going to be sure. the next big thing, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want. I mean, when you got, when you got listen, Fletcher Cox. Does not just throw out empty praise on anybody. That's true. When he's talking about Jalen Carter the way he is, then he's going to be something. And if y'all haven't seen that Georgia on Georgia guys, that being Jalen Carter just completely get past Ben Cleveland for his first sack. I mean, that is just he's moving a grown man. So no, you're right. Um, well, he's going to. He should be fine. Who was ever, ever had any question about how strong Jalen Carter was, just go back and look at that picture of him picking up Jalen Daniels last year <laughs> and throwing up the number one sign and holding him up, him, the other one. <laughs> yeah. Daniels, holding Daniels exactly. under the other arm like he was carrying his kid in the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, going back to that, I mean, you have the Cowboys – and the 49ers, and I don't I don't think there's any I mean in the West you have the Cardinals, Niners, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, Niners and, and Rams. Seahawks. And Rams last thing I last thing I saw, I think the Cardinals were supposed to have the worst record in the league. Yeah. So Tyler Murray to me looks like a total bust. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. I mean, I don't know what what do you I don't even know try to attribute that. I mean, he had D, DeAndre Hopkins there for a little bit and and not to mention that DeAndre Hopkins says he wants to go to a championship team and lands in Tennessee. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what that's about because I I don't know. 
Yeah, but why aren't? I mean, well, I know you don't want it to happen because you're a quote Jaguars fan. Please don't you know? put please don't put quotes in front of that. That's yeah, called I'm a it's called a Jags fan. We'll say you have a Jags. Okay, so they take a start to suck like they have been. That's, I've been a part of a sucky fan base. <laughs> Look, T Law and Etn, and we're getting the Falcons leftovers and Calvin Ridley. You know, if it's still bad on the game, that's fine. <laughs> I'll bet y'all a hundred dollars, Calvin. Just credit you. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, I bet he goes off. I mean, he bets a hundred dollars. That's the problem. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, he. I mean, they're they're talking about actually. You know, the other day is just like when he left, people were like you know when he got his suspension, everybody kind of obviously forgot about. I don't him. think the Falcons should have given up on him. No, I mean he yeah. he's still. I, I'm not exactly he's... sure what was all involved in that. Well, they're probably scared of head cases, like the Antonio Browns of the world. I mean, Julio seems to have been that way too, though. He can't. Well, Julio, I think, has the same problem that Stefan in some ways. Stefan may be more of a head case, but Julio realized we missed the boat. We had a chance. We missed yeah, the boat. We didn't win it. And it's the same thing that. that Stefan Diggs is arguing in, in Buffalo right now is we had a chance. We missed the boat. And I don't know if we'll ever be able to get back there because now the, the Bengals are looking good and they've actually beat the Chiefs. If, if, if I ever get invited back to the podcast after my somewhat uneven performance tonight. We need to come up with the Antonio Brown, Terrell Owens rating scale of head case wide receivers. <laughs> we, can, we, we, we can get there. The ABTO. <laughs> How does he rank on the ABTO scale? Oh, he is a head case. Yeah. Well, um, then we get to the AFC, and we just kind of alluded to the, the Chiefs have kind of, kind of owned it. I mean, the Bengals beat them last year and got to the Super Bowl to play the Rams, and they – ultimately lost. I think it was a pretty close game, but um, I think the Bengals are there again. I mean, it's hard to count. And they're also in the AFC, uh, the AFC North with the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. I mean, some some people expect... They're pretty high on the Ravens some right Some people now. expect the... I don't think... <clears throat> I don't think to the top of the conference, but some people expect the Steelers to make a little bit of a move this year. And 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 I and another quarterback that I just wasn't convinced. And he's still got to prove himself. I mean he ain't proved himself on the Jalen Hurts level by any means, but I thought Kenny Pickett played better than mm-hmm. I expected that he was going to be too. And then obviously I got a pull from my dog up there. I mean he's George. all right, let's all let's be honest. Pickens case. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, oh, my boy George, he, he's, he's not all, he, he's somewhere on the ABTO scale without a doubt. I, well, I definitely think at college he was really on it. And maybe he's oh, just my kind of, he's kind of faded off um, a little bit, but could still obviously be on it. No, he's, I mean, he, he's made some plays. And I th- I'm pretty sure Darnell ended up there too. Oh, he is? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you think about, and, and, um, if y'all haven't seen the title, um, uh, Broderick Jones uh, ended up there. For you listeners, if y'all have not seen the Darnell Washington draft, the combine where he all the tight ends are going against the, the dump, the, uh, going against the dummy, and I mean every other tight end's like turning the legs and it's not going anywhere. And Darnell just quite literally picks it up and just manhandles it. It's awesome, but that's obvious. I mean, if anybody that big can run down the field and hurdle an Oregon duck, <laughs> I mean he's he's a freak. So. Um, no, you're right. I mean, the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to be a thorn. I don't think. No, no, they're not ready to challenge. Yeah, they're, they're, but I think they'll. I think they'll be better 
Um, listen, the Browns. They, they, I mean, I think Doug Peterson's a good coach, and I think you. that's one of the great Thank things you. the Jags have going for him. I don't think to this point in his career, Trevor Joe Burrow has been more of what people expected Trevor Lawrence to be. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You're right. I, I, um, but also, so, so I think that, uh, yes, I know that Trevor was saddled with urban crap bag Meyer. Who's <laughs> grinding on or, girls after a loss. And kicking his kicker in the line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Kicking he is. Hey, but he brought us two knives to the championship. Urban <laughs> Meyer. Pond scum looks at Urban Meyer and goes, man, that's Pond scum. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, he had, I realized that set Trevor back a little bit. But but really, Joe Burrow is, he's what I think a lot of people thought Trevor Lawrence would be. That Joe Burrow, man, that dude's got swag. He don't like for a lick of confidence. Nice. Right? So, and that Jamar Chase, listen. Uh, that, that tangent. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Oh, we're surprised they won the national Correct. Team. Not to mention their secondary was pretty cool. I mean, I'll, pretty bad, too. Listen, I mean, she's always going to have it. I, I'm DBU. Sorry. I got back into, no, 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 not recently. Let's look at the records, boys. Uh, I got you another contender for DBU. <laughs> Maybe tying you, but well, we got running back listen, you. I'll get two nags in a row with not being up for several years. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's there's no argument there. Um, yeah, and then you. So we talked about the Bengals. Talked about the the Steelers being a, a thorn in their side. Right. Uh, Braves. Braves delay. Our uh, Braves update. What's up? You're lo- we're losing six three. Wow. Uh, the rookie couldn't get out of the fifth. And uh, Colin McHugh came in, walked a guy, walked a runner, and they gave up a base clearing double. Oh my gosh, he's not been good this year. No, mm. so we're down six three. All right, so back to it. The, the craziest thing that happened in the offseason was Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay as a requested trade. Really, but that wasn't unexpected. Correct, but it's the crazy in the sense of like it's shifting for the Jets. Who I say where he ended up? I think is what's surprising me the most. The Jets go from oh my gosh, we can't win a game. We can win games, but what what was happening is their defense was actually really good, and the offense was just like, well, we can't put numbers up for you guys. But but given what what you hear that Aaron Rodgers sort of beef with the Packers front office has been in the past, it's always been about the offensive weapons that they were collecting around him, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not an NFL analyst guy. But the main thing going for the Jets, it seems to me, was their defense. For sure. So, I mean, what is it that he saw in the offense there, given that – Well, that was his whole thing. He has Garrett Wilson – who was like rookie? Was it Chick- just Garrett Wilson? No. Well, it, what the thing was is he, uh, when talking to them, he says, "I'm bringing people with me." He brought Randall Cobb and he brought one more receiver from Green Bay with him. Well, Brees Hall was getting well too. Well, that yeah. So he's, he's, he's got another. Gonna be a, I think he's going. He's going to be a really good buy. And did not a was that running back that signed? Where did where did Dalvin Cook? Yeah, Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets. Correct. I mean, well, that, but but see, that's now not, he didn't know that. That's yeah, you're not, right. That, that's not. That's the Aaron Rodgers effect. Correct. Right? You're right. That, yes. That's yeah. not what makes the Jets attractive to Aaron sure. Rodgers. It's not like, 
Oh, Dalvin what, Cook. What, no, what the Jets have picked up some pieces by calls of Aaron Rodgers. Okay. You can correct me because I'm uh, I'm I'm oblivious or whatnot. But what makes Brett Favre want to go to the Vikings? I mean, that's an NFC. That's an NFC rival. It's kind of have something to do with. I mean, now, was that was that? Now he wasn't traded though, right? He he signed with the Vikings. No. I mean, that just kind of goes into. All right. If you want to know my personal opinion, yeah, sure, shoot. You just want to rub the Packers face and right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, like with this, what you were talking about for for Aaron Rodgers, it's a front office that's willing to listen. Well, kind of uh, do what you hello, want. his head coach or his offensive coordinator is there. That yeah. that's it. That, sure. that was a lot of it. I his mean, head coach at Denver. No, no, no. That, that got that's fired right. that's and went right. to uh, New York. That, that, that that's had, it. That, has, that, that had to be the main. And thing. that happened before. Right. Yeah. All of it. And, and that, so, had, that had to be the main thing. It was it definitely picked up some decent pieces though. And the marriage was set to happen. Although it's not cool for what's his name, Sean Payton, to like he completely oh, he, all he broke, over. The, he I mean, broke the code. Yeah, broke the code. That's broke up, man. Well, like, you, <laughs> well, you know what it was. You know what it was. I don't, to fire him up, I don't know. But Sean Payton forgot he was not a talking head yeah, on TV say, anymore. Yeah, he wasn't an analyst he, he anymore. Was, he, he was acting like a guy. Controls a team he was acting like a guy sitting behind a desk, paid to spout off at the mouth. Yep. On on the pregame show, he was not yeah. a coach. He he forgot what role he was in this year. Yeah. So back on track of you have the Jets, you have the Bills, you have the Patriots, and you have the Dolphins. That all makes up the AFC East. I don't trust to a lick. Me either. Uh, he has a lot of weapons, and I'd be surprised if he makes it through the season. Yeah, he's gonna have the CTE well, scan. I mean, um, has he made for I feel bad for him. No, seriously, he's a good right. guy, and I hate yeah. like his head's messed up for the long run. But time. I think, uh, it, probably I think is. it might be absolutely. Yeah. Um, then you look at—I don't even know—you you look at um, Buffalo and Josh Allen's. You know, Josh Allen—he's become a better quarterback than I think most of us thought he would. You have Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis as his receivers. James Cook, a running back. Um, hey, that I don't know his first name. Knox is his tight end. Pretty yeah, good guy too. Pretty, yeah, Dawson, nah, something like that. Sounds um, right. Um, I mean, they have the weapons, but again, they've also proven that they can't. Um, you know, they they've not been able to put Did up. You say Dawson? I say Dawson. You said Dawson. I said Dawson. That's correct. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I think that. But then that, now you get now you have in the Jets. I mean, the Patriots are kind of always been there. Um, they, you know, Belichick's not going to have a team that just. Yeah, they're, I don't think they're quite there right now. But they, they, oh, they I mean, they can, they can finish last in that division. That, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he went and visited the Patriots. I mean, so you, you're thinking that the Titans are a better pick than the Patriots? Now, granted, you might be thinking, well, we got to play the Jets twice and we have to play the Bills twice. The, the likelihood of the Titans possibly beating, I mean, the Texans, they're not there yet. Uh, or ever will be in the next four or five years. Uh, the Jaguars are the favorite, and then you have the Colts, the Colts who, with Anthony Richards at home, God only knows what's going to happen. It's either it, it's either <laughs> it's either floor or ceiling. There is no in between. Yeah, I think so. What they're doing is Matt Dunn up there. He's a free agent. He's not signed on anybody. He, he hasn't signed. Yeah, no, he's just out there. That's how he's been back uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, doing some like analyst mm-hmm. kind of offensive analyst work. I think, Seems like I a good guy, but no, yeah, for sure. Sounds like he may be moving into coaching. Uh huh. Um, I'm going to go on a limb, and people are saying that if the Jets don't make it, it's a bust, right? Like if they don't make the playoffs, I they, go they at least don't twice. make it to their wild card. I would think. Yeah, so. I, I mean, mean well, out of that you know the playoffs, right? I'm not saying they have making a long way into the playoffs. You'll but. never guess who the Jets have to start off the season with. Monday Night Football. 
the Bills. The Bills, yeah. But they get to play at home. Tough test. But I think they play at home. So it's um, early in the season. They play them again. So yeah, all that to say that unfortunately, I think this year is still kind of I don't know if there's a surprise team, but I think it's all right, boys. I'm gonna I just pop something up here on the old interwebs. Is it quizzing us? Uh, it is the current as of uh, three days ago. Thanks. Is the current Super Bowl odds for each NFL team? And while while we while we all while we all admitted not maybe to NFL being our forte, um, we've hit on the biggies. Um, the Chiefs are the odds-on favorite right now, of course. Followed yeah. followed by the Eagles, followed by the Bills, followed by the 49ers, followed by the Bengals. Followed by the Cowboys, followed by the Jets. We've hit on all these. Yep. But the next one, and, and then skip one, the Lions. I was about to say, yeah, that's but but the one that we haven't, we just sort of glossed over a minute ago and we hadn't said anything about. And as Georgia fans, we ought to have a vested interest in seeing how this team does. Hold on. Hold on. The Rams. I was thinking of Stetson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, could, but I just don't think they. Wait, what's the position you're like? Is there a big stud out there that plays a well, position? He's a big stud, and it's not a position you would readily think about. His position is offensive coordinator. Oh, uh, the Ravens, man. Yeah, the Munkin. The Ravens are Yeah, Munkin. Yeah, okay. Munkin. We uh, said it in gloss. You're right. Yeah, but we, is Lamar still up there? Listen, he signed a huge deal, man. It's like well, time well, well, and, and, and Lamar, gosh, in that time, like an offense, Lamar was kind of Ooh. singing Munkin's praises last week. Yeah. And, and Munkin, if Munkin figures out how to use Lamar, don't go to sleep on the Ravens. Least, and J.K. Dobbins is still there, I think. Least we forget the ABTO line of guess who's there? <laughs> OBJ. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> OPJ's there. Odell does score on the ABC. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, so OPJ's there, and we know. I mean, he signed on with the Rams and and did damage for them as they won the Super Bowl two years ago. So, and then I think they have like a Mar- Marquise Brown. I mean, and they have they have a couple of receivers that there's one Zay. They they just signed one too, or they uh, drafted Flowers. Zay Flowers. Um, I think it was just drafted this year. So. No, I mean the Ravens, but again, you're thinking about the Bengals, and they got to play them twice. And we just said the Steelers, who are just a thorn. And I think they played each other at the end of the year, and that had big consequences. Of I, I think they got some decent looking at their uh, roster here. Their depth chart. Yeah, I'm right, telling so. you, they're 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 pretty decent. I, I we I know we glossed over them, like Charlie said, but gosh, do you know that? Right. Right. So one, two, he three, was three. Four, five, five, six, it must happen real soon. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So. The top 12, real quick again, just best odds, decreasing odds down the list, just so you'll know. So for those and of it'll you be obvious when we, when we get number 12, it'll be obvious when I did this so again. For those so, of you that don't understand, most likely right now, based off of Vegas and bets that should make or win the Super Bowl and switch the first to the 12th, 12th most likely. likely. Yes. Yeah. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, 49ers, Bengals. Cowboys, Jets, Ravens, Lions. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's pretty, better, pretty up that's there. That's better than just a that, uh, yeah. That's a sniff. Another one with a with a great quarterback. Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dolphins. Who we're not as confident in, but who's their backup? And then, uh oh, 
the Jacksonville Jazz. <laughs> I'm telling you, T Law was that guy. T Law with Evan Ingram and Calvin Ridley and Zay. They got one case uh, named Zay Jones. I mean, they have a receiving core out there that is honestly getting overlooked. Speaking of Zay, um, I only saw a minute or two of the Ravens preseason game the other night. That Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. yeah, we were just talking about that. All the yeah. offensive weapons that Lamar has. I mean, he's got Flowers and OBJ, and there's. So, uh, he, he has Mark Andrews. Yeah, <laughs> and they're running. They're running back with. We're gonna find out how good the offensive coordinator Tom they also got is. Melvin Gordon's up there as well. Ah, okay. Rashad Bateman's up there. Ooh, and, I forgot about Rashad. Yeah, so I, 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 they look. I mean, they have Melvin Gordon. Uh, is he washed up? Maybe. He Todd Monkey knows how to use tight ends. I'm telling you that boy. That, <laughs> for you fantasy listeners, Mark Andrews. Not you two. You two don't. Uh, Mike um, White. Are we going to have a draft? Yeah, we're going to draft tomorrow or Tuesday, probably. Uh, Mike White looks like the backup in Miami. I'm so glad I know who that is. Um, you do know who that is, right? He came from Penn State. I don't know. No, Western Kentucky, my boy. Because yeah. I keep up with those. He's one of those. <laughs> yes. Come on, he's now. one of those backup veterans that have been in the league for like five years. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, McCown. Oh, <laughs> that's played, McCown. That's man. played for every. Like, 30, twenty nine of the thirty teams. Seriously, his daughter, his daughter, like wore like the fourteen jerseys that he's actually been a part of they, the uh, school or whatnot. It's so funny. I mean, so, where did he play college ball? Josh McCown. Yeah. Chris, um, Louisville. I don't know. No, it's definitely not Louisville. UCLA. Wow. Okay. Mike White was up. Uh, he was the Jets quarterback. Oh, that does ring a bell. Okay. That no, duh, because they gave it to what's his name, Wilson, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Who played where? BYU. You're right. Yes. Uh, and can't get the job. But like, think about Zach Wilson really quick. Think about Zach Wilson's career here in a second. He, he was going, it wasn't great. Aaron Rodgers is going to set him up on, like, oh, it's going to yeah. be so set up for him. And Aaron Rodgers got, what, two, three seasons? And then when he leaves, he'll, he'll give him the keys. And it's it, it really is one season and done. Like, if you can't, if you can't pick up where we left off, which we're not trying to say that Zach Wilson can pick up where Aaron Rodgers is. But, <laughs> no. I mean, to get some kind of offensive efficiency more than what he was giving him, he's out. Yo, he's this just, podcast is getting longer than The Godfather. <laughs> but that's well, fine. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's we, fine. We've got to get him to bed. No, I, I, <laughs> hey, I keep talking all night. But these folks, if they've been listening, they're not going to keep listening all night. But, hey, y'all listen to this. I was looking for some sports facts. All right, wrap, just, wrap it up there, Tyler. All right. I was looking for some sports facts on my phone, and I just noticed that I've won Wordle for 387 straight days. <laughs> We're so proud of him. Well, but it's not. He doesn't play the New York Times Wordle, so I'm asking what Wordle he's like, I don't play that Wordle. It's a legitimate Wordle. Okay. Well, 387 straight days, folks. Yeah, just like Florida's going to be a legitimate contender. So. <laughs> Y'all know how many days it's been since Florida beat Georgia? <laughs> Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Look, I I don't care. We're gonna we're gonna pull for them. And Thursday they kick off eight o'clock against the Utah Utes. The Utes out at Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but hopefully, I, look, I'll be obviously I'll be happy if they win, but I'll be really like, okay, let's go, um, let's go, Billy, because. I'm a little worried about the the, the quarterback situation. <laughs> Transfer from Wisconsin. Yeah, and Mertz, he, he sort of he sort of crashed and burned at Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, and he like Lee. He, yeah, now, he, I can, now I can remember watching him have a great game, and listen, it wasn't 
memorable enough to even remember who they were playing. But Iowa State. I've seen I've seen Mertz play well, but then he came back after playing well and just sort of bottomed out. Yeah. And well, that's who the Gators are pinning their hopes on. Look, we really tried Sam. We tried to get him and that he I don't maybe he visited or not. Hey, the, just the, the guy who the, um DJ the guy who uh y'all blew the NIL deal on. Oh yeah. He's mm-hmm. gonna be the starting quarterback at the Arizona State named him their starter. Mm-hmm. Rash Rashada, Rashada, whatever. Rash- yeah, uh-huh. wonderful. Yeah. Yes, Rashada, Rashad, yeah. Uh but DJ Langway had eight first half touchdowns in his high school senior uh football game the other day, and he's our four star quarterback that um Come has committed on. so for next year. Where's he playing all? Couldn't tell you. So, like I used to tell my eyes, Nick. If I don't know him, I'm ask no question you can't answer. <laughs> there you go. That was a statement, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder right. how many things we've gotten wrong tonight. A lot. Because I said the Eagles had two losses. And they obviously had, they had three. three yeah. Who? Washington. Commanders. Yeah. yeah. Commanders. The they lost to Dallas. Cowboys. They lost to the Colts. Hey, if you the really. The Colts? Yeah, the Colts. Who did? What? All right, everything I just said about the Eagles, I'm not picking them. <laughs> Wait, the Eagles lost two games last year, didn't they? Three. I, that's what oh, I oh, you know what threw me off about that? I know the same thing threw you off that threw me off. What? I'm still got in my mind a 16 game schedule. Okay. So I had four, they did win 14. Oh yeah. But they lost three, not lost two. Um, well, where's the other? I, I just don't remember. The Colts had to be their last loss. I don't know. Whatever. But if they lose to the Colts this year, which they probably don't play, but. Oof. All right, where's – are you looking at Langway? I am. So we can get out of here? Yep. Sorry, Is it DJ? Logway? Yeah, Logway, Langway. Is it a Georgia high school? He's happy. Willis, Texas. Oh, Willis High School. There you go. So for all you Georgia fans, y'all beat up on this guy next year. <laughs> I'd rather him look happy like that in his photo than mean mugging. That's true. He's sure. somebody they can rally around. Yeah. Hey, Bryce will come back a little bit. Yeah, 6'5". I was going to hit him. Oh, he's been hot. All right, guys. We uh, wrap it up here. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, we should be back a little more often now that football's back and we can be on here talking about kind of the weekly or biweekly updates that we're seeing. I mean, every at least every other week, there's a big game that has a lot of um, implications on it, if you will, for the, the college football playoff. Because I know I think second week, third week, uh, Texas and Alabama play each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that point on, I mean, there's pretty much a game well, for Georgia Lee. I don't know, play South Carolina not the first four games. <laughs> that it's might be the only it's, my, it's not your fault, but it's that not might, fault. might not be the only hiccup. Meanwhile, Florida plays Tennessee and Utah in the first three weeks. So here we are. <laughs> not our fault. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's all we have for you. Um, again, thanks for listening. We'll be back. See you next time. Hey, listen, good to be on tonight. And Nick promises that uh, in episodes to come, he's going to give an update on our fantasy league. Oh, yeah, we can we can do that. All right, peace. Peace.